Hey, y'all. Have you ever heard of Old Gods of Appalachia? Well, if you haven't, you have now. Let me tell you. This is a horror anthology podcast, and it is absolutely amazing. They have characters. They have actors. They have different people doing voiceovers. It is so ridiculously dope. Y'all got to check this out. Um... I'm, I'm like, I'm enthralled. I'm, I I can't stop listening to it. This shit is crazy. And I got to tell you, all the actors are, they're straight, they're queer, they're black, they're of color, they're male, they're female, they're they, thems, they, thems. They just, this thing is so diverse, man. And, and there's, there's actually some poets involved with this that I actually admire. So this is a big deal. Y'all got to check out Old Gods of Appalachia wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey, y'all. It's your fam, Black Fluid Poet, a.k.a. John S. Blake, coming to you live from my humblest of abode of books. Right now, that abode is in Phoenix, Arizona, where it is hotter than a car with Jersey plates in the South Bronx, bitch. It is hot, hot, Caliente, you hear me? And it ain't even summer yet. Child, this heat out here will hurt your feelings, you hear me? If this was a romantic relationship, Phoenix Heat would be a narcissist. It don't give a fuck how I feel. It can't even feel that far. It just, it's just burning everything. And when there's a breeze, it feels like God's blow dryer just... Just this hot ass air. But you know what? The sun's coming up right now. It is 4.56 a.m. in Phoenix. And there's this like light blue tint with this yellow orange trim. And it's just really beautiful. And all the palm trees are just black silhouettes right now in the sky. And it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. And you know, there's war and there are trans anti-trans bills and there is racism and there is and is and is just anti-abortion laws and but you know what this sunrise is pretty this moment this sunrise looks like it's possible that things will get better And I'd like to hold on to that even if it's far-fetched. Even if it's my rose-tinted glasses that are showing me hope that doesn't exist. I don't care right now. It's beautiful out. And I deserve some beauty. Don't you deserve some beauty? I deserve some beauty. I've been thinking a lot about... It's it's funny, you know, like my my TikTok page has somehow been rebranded into the Gen X page. (laughs) I don't know how that happened. I made one post about Gen X, the shit went viral, and now it's just like, Gen X is my my thing. (laughs) Um, And it's funny, you know, because like, I never really looked at my generation as having these specific idioms and and quirks um, and eccentricities that, that I've noticed that other people seem to see. Like, Gen X doesn't talk a lot about our trauma. We tend to roll our eyes when we hear the word safe space. Um, We're not much on feelings. And 
we are different than boomers in that we know that feelings are valid and they're a good thing and that there needs to be safe spaces. We just haven't brought ourselves to do it yet because we've been so hardened. Don't forget, boomers were our parents. (laughs) So we got raised with, you know, a steel grip, an iron hand, our feet to the fire, You know, everything was, well, figure it out. You know, that was, that was the slogan our parents gave us and that and well, life isn't fair. (laughs) So we were like, I think we're the, the generation of, of, I don't know, uh, resolve, um, yeah, resolved. Like, we were just, we had to accept shit. We just had to accept shit and roll with it. You know, our parents were not going to be home. We had to figure out how to cook. There were no microwaves at first, you know. Um, everything had to be cooked. Either that or you made a sandwich. So, you learned how to cook at a young age. And, you know, our parks, our playgrounds were all made of steel. So, there was a lot of injuries. <laughs> A lot of injuries. We didn't have no padding and shit. It was concrete and steel. That was our park. Um, I, I think about... The one thing about being Gen X is being alone. I spent a lot of time alone. And I think that's why so many Gen Xers talk to themselves. We had to make up a friend. And we, we, we accepted that no one else really wanted to hear what we had to say. Not our parents, you know. When they did have free time, they wanted to hang with other adults. And uh, we just kind of walked through life as a bunch of individuals. At least I did. I was alone most of the time. I was alone so much that when I did finally have a girlfriend, God, I clung to her like Velcro. And I think I spent my whole life that way. Every time I was in a relationship, whoever I was in a relationship with became astoundingly important, imperative to my next breath, you know? And to tell you the truth, there's a lot of me that is okay with that. Um, I think if it's, if, as long as it's not causing harm, I, I know that it's been times in my life where I've done it to a degree to where it's caused both myself, my partner, and everyone around me harm. But, you know, I'm 53. Let me tell you, these, these years, I'm, I'm not naive enough to believe I'll make it to 80, 90, 100. You know, I'm not confident. I'm, I'm grateful for every day at this point. You know, I did a lot of damage, a lot of drugs, a lot of booze. I've been smoking cigarettes forever. <clears throat> but I think Gen X lives long because we, we never were allowed to worry. Like anxiety wasn't our thing. We weren't allowed to have it. Like it, it got lectured out of us, beaten out of us, teased out of us. Oh, you're scared, you're worried. So we never really, even if we did have anxiety, it manifested in dissociation and all kinds of other stuff because we weren't allowed to express fear. We weren't allowed to be scared. I mean, we were kids who, growing up in the projects, we played in elevator shafts. 
We jumped on the backs of buses. We rode subways between the cars. Like, there was, there was a life, there was an adventure to have in, in this life. There, was, there were things to do. There were ways to live. And, and fear was just in the way, you know. Now, mind you, we're also a generation that was raised by the Black Panther Party. Well, at least on, in, in my demographic, okay? Um, so it was like, you know, wear your afro. And, and I couldn't grow one, but damn, I wish I could. Um, but it was more about, you know, be proud of who you are. Make no apologies for existing in the world. And, you know, then shortly after that came the 80s and Public Enemy and KRS-One and the X-Clan. And it was like confidence and you're black, you're beautiful. And <clears throat> I'm grateful. I'm grateful to be Gen X. Gen X brought to you by Hip Hop and the Black Panther Party. Boy! <laughs> but you know, now in my older years, I can honestly tell you, um, it, feels, it feels good to be by myself. But I don't think anyone's meant to be alone. I think there's a big difference. I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting or feeling like you need companionship. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, I've seen what happens to people in solitary confinement. We're not meant to be alone that long. I think it's been so long since I've been in a relationship now that I wouldn't even know how to be in one. Dating would be like high school all over again. I haven't been in a relationship in four years now. Almost. Um, beginning of 2020. Yeah, yeah, it's been, well, well three years. Um, three and a half. Damn, it's been a while. Shit. This is the longest I've ever been single. It's kind of crazy. Dating dating in 50s is tough, man. It's like there's so much to assimilate to. You know, like when, when you're dating somebody in your 50s, it's like there's the children and the grandchildren. Like you got to make room in your life for a whole bunch of new people, you know. And um, the thought of that discourages me from the whole idea. I just don't know if I could add that many people to my life at once. I think that's one of the things about dating in, in my 50s is that, you know, you meet somebody else in their 50s, there's, you know, most likely an ex-husband, there's, you know, children, there's all their spouses, there's all their children's children, you know, everybody wants to meet grandma's new boyfriend. <laughs> and I, I'm just not sure if I'm up for that job. That's a lot. That's a whole lot. I'm learning to like myself. I love my life, but I've never been fond. Well, that's not true. There was a time when I was fond of me. I was in my 20s. Um, I had a lot more pride in, in myself and in the things I did and in 
how I participated with others in this world. And now I'm just like, eh, it's whatever. I think it's cynicism. I think there's some cynicism that's come now after, you know, doing the whole, you know, wash, rinse, repeat. And having people in and out of my life so much, I know that most people don't stay. Most people don't stay. That's one lesson that I could share with you. So you got to be okay with yourself because there's no guarantees on anyone staying. If anything, there's actually a guarantee that nobody's staying. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's It just is what it is, you know. And I've learned that in my 50s, I practice a lot more acceptance than I did when I was younger. You know, I have a lot more of an inner dialogue that reminds me that this is the way things are. This is how it goes. This isn't the norm. You know, and so I feel a lot less frustration when things don't go my way. I have a lot less disappointment when people don't live up to my expectations. I have a whole lot less disappointment. Like it's people like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I couldn't be there on time. I'm like, you know what? It's okay. You know, I'm, I'm disappointed you didn't show up on time, but if that was the best you could do, that was the best you could do. And people would be like, oh, you know, but it's, it's just the truth. And I think that at this juncture in my life, I'm, I'm, I know this, I know I'm too old to play games. So I have a lot more of a direct approach with others now. And I think that discourages people from being close to me. And again, I'm, I've grown to accept that and I'm okay with it. But I love being direct. I love it. I love not having to guess how other people feel and how I feel about them and what I'm thinking right now. And I love having some people in my life who love my directness. They're like, John, I can always count on you to tell me the truth. And I hope that I don't say, I think there's a difference between being direct and being blunt and being brutal. And I would hope I'm not being brutal. And I would hope I'm not being too blunt. But I do hope I'm direct always. I find that telling the truth is a lot easier when I have less people in my life to worry, to concern myself with about their reactions, you know. Um, oh, the day's starting to brighten. The yellow orange is going away. The sky's getting lighter and lighter. The palm trees are still all black silhouettes, though. I love it. They look like Fourth of July explosions, but like the uh, the carbon, like the contrast, you know. So all of the Fourth of July explosions are black, and the sky is bright. It's really awesome. I I came to this epiphany um, that I might not ever find someone to be in a relationship with. You know, that I might... One of my biggest fears was dying alone. And, and you know what? That might happen. And I think I'm at a point to where the storybook... Um, expectation about life is over. You know, married, kids, you know, grow old together. Like that's, it might happen for some people. It, it might not happen for me. It might happen for me. Who knows? But one thing's for sure, I'm still living a life. There's still a life here that needs to be lived. And it might not go according to the 
dream that I was sold God knows when. It, it might go a whole lot different than that. And that's going to have to be good enough. And I'm going to have to be okay with that. And what's most important is that I do everything I can with the life I have. And I've discovered that being in the moment is everything. It is essential. Damn yesterday, last night's argument, tomorrow's, you know, essay that's due for school, deadlines for work on Monday. Like, dude, just shut up. Just shut up. Just live in today. That's all we need to do is live in today, man. And I'm loving today. There is this... uh, stray cat that uh, has been living across the way here on the roof of this building and two days ago it popped out with a bunch of little kittens and they're just living up here on the roof of this building <laughs> and they jump out of a vent and they play and they run, they run around and frolic because it's still cool this morning and then I guess they stay in the vent which is a smart place to be with a constant breeze they they got the hookup, you know what I'm saying? These these cats got the hookup. I'm kind of jelly. But um I want to I want to live a full life. And not full meaning to old age, but you know shout out to the spirit of Tina Turner. Like that woman went through so much and still came out on top and and you know, spent her last years in Europe and, and just lived a, a beautifully spiritually centered life at peace. At peace, surrounded by love. And I think that that is how I want to live. I want to be at peace, surrounded by love. Speaking of love, I just want to say, this is going to be a short podcast this morning. I just wanted to drop some tidbits that I've been thinking about. That with this war going on in Ukraine and the war happening against Palestinians and the suffrage happening in our own country and police brutality and, you know, anti-trans bills and you got gender non-binary people and, and um, transgender people moving from state to state right now and scurrying and you know, the undocumented immigrants just fighting for a life and shout out to Mexico City and this volcano and, you know, millions of people having to relocate. If there was ever a time for us all to focus on love, now would be that time. If there was ever a time to read poetry Admire art, go to a museum, an art gallery, paint something, draw something, write something, create something. It would be now. The only way to fight darkness like this is with light. It is the only way. Remember to love yourselves. And if you fall short, you can start your day over at any time. Have a good day. You deserve it. 
Hey, y'all. Your fam, Black Fluid Poet. Check it out. If you love this podcast, I want to thank you for favoriting the podcast because it means the world to me. However, the way I can get more advertisers is to have more subscribers. If advertisers um, see that um, I have a lot of subscribers, they will be more willing to give me opportunities to advertise for them. So in order for me to get these ads, I need to get to a decent amount of subscribers. So you come here to anchor.fm and you go to support and you can pick 99 cents, 4.99 or 9.99. Please feel free to pick 99 cents. I, I, I am overjoyed at anyone who wants to support my dream of getting this podcast taking off. You know what I'm saying? So please just consider it. If I could get a thousand subscribers, I could get out of this poverty thing. You know what I'm saying? Because, yo, the struggle is real. Y'all take care.